said is why make you sleepy or giggly? Well, probably a bit sleepy, not mega sleepy yet. What <laughs> a bottle and a half. A uh, bottle and a half? Mm-hmm. I'd be fucking <laughs> wrecked on that. <laughs> Welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here again with Dave. Hello. And we <laughs> He's more awake than he sounds. And um, we are going to talk, uh, go jumping with the news, or a hot topic, I guess, I don't know. Well, let's start with news. Let's talk about EA closing mm. official studios. Electronic Arts, back yeah. to their old dastardly ways. I know, what's going <laughs> on? They tried to be good. They pretended. They, try, they, they pretended tried, to be good. They tried to. What's this, the old um, saying? They tried to fly well, too close to the sun, something like that, and compared. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Fair <laughs> play to them. They tried it with the PS3, didn't they? They tried all these new IPs: Mirror's Edge, Dead Space. Dead Space worked. Mirror's Edge was a great game, I thought. Um, Dead Space obviously sold well. Don't know if it met expectations. And I love they, Dead Space. And obviously, as we all know, they stuck the oar in from Dead Space 2 onwards, because Dead Space 2, maybe they didn't, but the way that final third unfolded was pretty much just shooter schlop. And well, it's Dead all Space right, 3. Dead Space 2. Yeah, no, it was a good game, but the final third did turn into Bang Bang. And, well, not Bang Bang, Saw Saw, Laser Laser, whatever. <laughs> um, I can't do the sound effects for that. See, it sounds but fun. <laughs> Yeah, the set, the final third in Dead Space. I enjoyed the final battle. I think that was kind of like in the kind in of Dead in Space the mind, too. was it? Yeah, I think it was kind of in. Was he shooting like um? Oh, I can't remember. But, you know, cells, brain cells, or something at the end of that. I'm imagining that. I don't remember that. I remember he was kind of he was fighting. So, oh, was that number one? Oh, one of them ended up fighting some massive tentacle things on on a planet. That was number one. Was it? Yeah, oh god, because I've played all three, I can't remember. You should have researched this. Yes, I should have researched this. Anyway, they definitely stuck the war room with number three. Yeah, um, three, I didn't even buy three. Three was a bit. Yeah, and which is such a shame because Dead Space for me is up there with the best survival horrors ever made. It is an yes. absolute masterpiece. It took me ages um, to play it because it was too tense. Yes. I had to put it, it down and, and take breaks. Yeah, it was, like you say, it was um, tense as fuck. <laughs> Ant's giving me permission to swear. Yeah, um, and just yeah, it was just it was. I could only play it in all honesty, an error at a time if that because it was yeah. just nerve wracking. I mean, that one battle in number one when um, I can't remember it was called the regenerator maybe when he's chasing you and following you and you have to keep like freezing him with the stasis mm. and, oh, and, the one, and there was there was freezing burst pipes out something wasn't there going on yeah that was hor- horrifying <laughs> even <laughs> that even, yes yes parrot <laughs> terrible but um you know and obviously like you say the shut visceral studios down and it's just yeah the reason we're talking about dead space yeah is they made this amazing game it was a while ago now yeah. and we haven't never really reached that peak again but no. they were working on a new Star Wars game. A new Star Wars game. So Dead Space, yeah. brilliant, brilliant studio, made a brilliant space game, now working on massive space franchise, uh, Star Wars, with, yeah. you're about to say it, go on. Amy Henning, is it Amy Henning? Amy Hennig, Hennig, I think yeah. it is. 
I can never pronounce it right, sorry. Amy Hennig, who they pinched from. I apologise. <laughs> they pinched. I don't think they pinched her. I think she was on the way out of Naughty Dog anyway. Well, she did leave, but they, they yeah. scooped her up quickly. Yeah. As you would with that kind of talent. Yeah, because she's amazing and she created Uncharted, the best um, action franchise going. Yeah. So that was like a marriage made in heaven. The one thing I'll say is about Uncharted, and I'm not, I don't want to go off topic too much here, but I've always said about Naughty Dog. They make brilliant games, but the gameplay isn't the best. It's the not so much the story because it's, it's the quite ride. generic. It's the ride. It's the characters. The um, the, the the band. Not I hate that word banter, but the I the do. conversations, the conversations between them, and the laughter that it creates, and little little things that get that get so. She obviously was my inspiration and. The big set pieces. It wasn't so much the gameplay in Uncharted. I mean, the gameplay was pretty much, in my opinion, shoot me down if you want, quite generic. Um, it was only till The Last of Us where they, I felt they really pushed themselves with the crafting. Yeah, um, I agree. Naughty Dog. And but, um, but that's not to say Uncharted's a bad game. I still love Uncharted One. A lot of people hate that, but I loved the ending of that with the um, when you kind of battling those. Is it Spanish Inquisition? Yeah. Um, and the kind of like you know, the, not zombies, but just the kind of like immortals, aren't they? I suppose mm. of sorts. But yeah, right, um, yeah, I love all of them, all the games. Obviously, she went to um, everyone. She went to um, Visceral Games. They obviously made Dead Space One, Two, Three, and then I think they made was it Battlefield Hardline, which was the police yep. angle they went with. Um, it kind of like to me that kind of reeked of. You work for us, make this. Yeah. It, I'm not saying they didn't want they didn't pitch it, but I'm just saying it kind of reeked of that. And then they got the Star Wars, and I think it, I don't think it matters who you are if you get from the Star Wars license. It's exciting times. Yeah. Um, and I honestly believe that EA don't want to make a single player sole, solely a single player game. I think they want it to be more. Yeah, that's basically what they said in their blog post, wasn't it? I've got yeah, it here. Pretty much. E.A. Patrick Sodalund said in a blog post, and I'll read it, it says... Um, oh, it doesn't sh- matter if you get the, them dick shits names wrong. <laughs> get it wrong on purpose. Yeah. Patrick Shitland. Just call him Prick A. Prick B. <laughs> prick C. Um, he said, um, Our visceral studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe. In its current form, it was shaping that to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game. And concept. then what he meant to say was, but we thought, fuck that, <laughs> we, we can't monetize this. Yeah. What the fuck? actually what it is. <laughs> uh, testing the concept with players, listening to the feedback and what and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. That's the key there. Mm-hmm. Um, it has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. So basically, you want some multiplayer. I don't know if it was multiplayer or online co-op or something like that. Well, something but they definitely to want to put it in so they can monetize the Star Wars game. Yeah, but they've got an online Star Wars game. It's not enough, Ant. <laughs> but this is now going to go in competition, surely. It's like Tesco's. They only make two billion a year instead of five. <laughs> How are they meant to survive? Who's going to put the fuel in the Ferraris of the shareholders? <laughs> but don't you think 
Yeah. I mean, you find Amy Hennig, who specialises in yes. amazing single-player linear linear story-driven story, story narration. Yeah, great characters. Yeah. So yeah. obviously that's what you plan to make because you've got her yeah. in visceral yeah. games. That's what they do as well. Yep. Yeah. And then they've shut the studio, cancelled the game. They're moving the game to an. I mean, it has been in development for four years, and no one's seen anything, so it could have been in real bad shape. Possibly. Um, I would love to see it. I would love to see what it looks like at this point. Yeah. Probably never will. No. Um, I don't think they've... Have they made anybody redundant? Or is it just a case of they're, all, they're going to move them all to different studios? Well, they've said that. But that's not easy. Because it's not like their studios are all on the same street. No. They're all over the world. Montreal, Vancouver... Well, is Montreal an EA studio? Am I imagining that? Is that UB? Yeah, Either way. Montreal. I think yeah. it is EA Montreal, yeah. But apparently one of the people taking over this Star Wars studio is the FIFA. Not saying it's the FIFA guys, but that studio in is it Vancouver. Yeah. Interesting. Weird one. You're a multiplayer specialists. Star Wars Ultimate Team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gutted. I was just the only Star Wars game I was looking forward to. Um, I was looking forward to it, but it's hard for me to explain. I love sci-fi movies and stuff, but I'm not. I haven't got as much of a hard on for sci-fi games. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, if they're, if they're like point and click, then I love it. But you know, like shooting laser beams. Not saying that's what Star Wars, just Star Wars, is about. <laughs> but you know, like if you're playing a kind, say, say if it was Star Wars, the Star Wars game, obviously, was Uncharted, but with in the Star Wars universe. I don't think I would be excited about shooting laser beams and stuff as much. And I know that sounds very... I'm not... I love sci-fi. I love the. I love movies. I love Star Wars and that, but that kind of stuff doesn't excite me. Sci-fi, when you, when you get sci-fi in a film, it's generally more conceptual and um, yes. story-heavy and, like, lots of moral issues going on in yes, a good sci-fi. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's kind of brushed over in games. It's all about shooty-shooty, laser-laser. Yeah. Then, I mean, don't get me wrong, going, obviously people will probably, if anyone listens to this, will say about Dead Space, oh, yeah, that fucking plasma cutter, that, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it, it, it didn't feel like I was going, pew, pew, watching these lasers fly, because you obviously were watching the plasma cutters, the beams shoot through the flesh of the um, necromorphs. Was it necromorphs? Necromorphs, yeah. I'm not doing bad, considering I've had two bottles or a bottle and half of wine. It's a little bit I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I do enjoy Star Wars. I think they're, it's a great franchise series, whatever. And I enjoy the films. They're, all, they're not all brilliant. Some are, some are good, some are exceptional. Uh, but I don't know. I never get excited about the video games. And I don't mean that in a negative way, because I know well, some people not, love them. There's not really been a good one, has there? Yeah. Uh, well, you had the one on the snares, which was rock hard, uh, but good. Um, Battlefront was good. It just didn't hold my interest long enough. Mm. Um, Battlefront 2 looks good, but obviously we're going to have a word about what they're doing with that in a bit. Mm. Um, it's just a sad day for gaming and gamers again, isn't it? It's just a case of... I am gutted, though, because I love Dead Space, and I know they're I'm... not working on a Dead Space game, but I feel like mm. they could have rebooted that in a good way. I mean, to go off topic, but slightly on topic, the worrying thing about this gen is that a lot of games have been remasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is that 
if you're not Call of Duty, FIFA, Need for Speed, I don't even know if Need for Speed sells well now. <laughs> Everything else, like Dishonored 2 and Prey, which have been exceptional games, are literally flopping. And they're getting high ranks. I mean, I know that, um, is it Neo that was released on the PlayStation? Mm. That sold something like 1.5 or maybe close to 2 million copies. Well, it's amazing. Yes, because it probably didn't have a huge budget, to be fair. But stuff like Dishonored 2 and Prey did, and they haven't sold well. And I am personally starting to worry about what does the future hold? Is it Hopefully, studios will look at what Ninja Blade, Ninja Fury have done with... um, What's that game called? Cincinnati. I know the one you mean. Cincinnati's Blade, yeah. And say, yeah, there still is a market for AA games, not just AAA. You know, they only had to sell, um, I think it was 250 or 300,000 copies to break even. I'm not saying they've reached that target. Mm, they probably but, have. Yes, probably. But how amazing is that? They, they, they've made a game that looks like that. Mm. Um, There's like eight hours worth of gameplay and they've managed that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just a bit... I, I, I don't buy as many big AAA games now anyway. But um, it's, I think it might be worrying times for... Um, innovation and original stories and especially single player games linear games i think more than ever now people who buy nintendo and and i don't mean this enough against microsoft but sony systems i can't mention microsoft in this um, part mm-hmm. they really do need to support those games that sony and, and nintendo make like we don't have to worry about nintendo because even the wii u which sold like shit managed to shift like six million copies of Mario Kart and <laughs> yes. nobody did didn't it and, and yeah. um, I mean Zelda Wind Waker probably sold a million or two and that's a, like a, a remake of a what six year old game at the time mm-hmm. um, but I think like I'm not I'm just saying this because obviously I game primarily on Sony consoles but when God of War comes out if it's good gamers need to get behind it and buy it not day one but they need to buy it when it comes out and not wait for it to go in a sale because if games like that do start bombing, big the big Sony first party titles like that and Uncharted and Horizon and stuff, and you know the Bethesda games, which they do still make a lot of single player games, then we're in a dark place. We really are going to be up, up um, shit creek without a paddle. Well, I think I think it's I don't think it's a, a problem really with the single player games. I think there's still a big market for them. I think Horizon did really well. That was a single, yes. single player. Whether it's under profit, we don't know because these games are apparently costing like in excess of 100 million to make without the marketing included. Yeah, that's... So for Sony, is it a case of we don't care because if it shifts so many units, hardware units, if we have a big hardware spike release week, it benefits us in that factor. Mm. There's more to it for the first party studios than just selling 10 million copies of said game. Yeah. Like, I just read a piece about Resident Evil 4. It has shipped 4 million copies so far, but it's still not classed as a success. Resident Evil 4? Mm-hmm. No, 4. Um, five. Is it 5, the one that just came out, or 7 or 8? 7. 7? God, this is how far behind down with them games. 4 is <laughs> the amazing one that's been re-released yeah. on everything. Yeah, I meant 7, sorry. You know, the first person one they just released. Yeah. So... Why don't they class that as a success? What if they need to shift? Mate, because it's like I read a piece the other day about Dead Space 2. It cost $60 million to make, right? Mm. And it cost another $60 million in marketing. 
Whoa. Yes, whoa. So that game would have had to sell, what, six, seven million copies, probably at full retail price to break even, turn a profit. Mm. You know, we're going off topic a little bit, but basically, yeah, <laughs> shits. Yeah, yeah, evil. You know, like, it's just, it's... I've got a piece just, about them again. And you've just sold Pez to get yeah. FIFA... No, no, no. My, <laughs> no, no, no. My son bought FIFA. But the thing we have to remember... Boo your is, son. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's not a bad game, FIFA, isn't it? It's actually a good game. It's not as good as Pairs, but it's a good football game. Um, but you've got to imagine as a kid, like my son, it's it's um, it's peer pressure to an extent. His friends are saying to him, do you want to play FIFA tonight for an hour? Uh, do you currently play Pairs? Uh, well, no. It's got no kit. And... Some parents don't have a clue about these USB sticks with all the kits on and stuff, and they wouldn't know how to do it anyway. Mm. Um, I never got around to doing it on my copy of Pairs. It's the, just a pain in the arse with Pairs. When you was a kid and you had hours and hours to burn, you didn't mind editing, but now, when you've got children and stuff, it's a pain in the arse. Yeah. I mean, that's always been the main attraction to me. Yeah. I mean, it did get good. It was the better game for a little while. Yes. But it ain't now, and it no. does still... It's still great a little bit, but it's all the the non real teams. What what why I mainly got rid of Pez is not because FIFA's a bad game, but basically I, I just I've really literally I mean last year it took me about four months to realise, but this year it took me like a month to realise I'm just not interested in playing football games that much anymore. I think my passion for football has slightly died. I've st- as you grow up, you just start to realise it's a, it's another business. Yeah, one business. <laughs> I hardly keep up with it anymore at all, really. But, um, yeah, Pez is gone. Grand Trismal's come in. I'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. EA shitbags. Yeah, And while we're on the topic of EA, let's just go straight into the loot boxes. (laughs) Yeah, let's jump into loot boxes, which has been the hot topic everywhere. Give me the loot! Give me the loot! Give me the loot! Give me the loot! Basically, I've watched him to get it right. Mm -hmm. Loot boxes in the game... It's all skins, sprays, stuff that doesn't affect gameplay. If you want to buy them, buy them. If not, you just earn. Is it you just win them, or you earn so many points to purchase them? Is it something like that? And I can't remember. I think after so many games, you learn enough uh, experience points. I think to unlock it. I haven't played it for ages. Yeah, but he was done right. Mm-hmm. You can earn them. They don't affect the game. You can't get weapons. It's all skins. Uh, synthetic things in the tags because you can spray paint stuff it's all things like that that don't affect anything other than just how you look and this has been a big thing in um, Asia for a while and South Korea and they've got obviously a big piece in it today yeah they, they've had certain laws in place and they just they just find loopholes and change the the rules of the loot boxing etc etc in these foreign um, regions and it's basically become quite prevalent in um, the west mm-hmm um, and I'm not going to slander Shadow of War too much because from what I hear, you can grind your way, but it's not uh, such a massive deal. But Star Wars Battlefront 2 from EA, Electronic <laughs> Arts, seems to have taken it to a whole new <laughs> level. Yeah. And, that's it. and the problem is, because it's Star Wars, it's still going to sell probably 10 million copies by the, top, by the end of year one. Mm-hmm. And they've literally, from what I've gathered and read and watched on YouTube, they're literally, it's pay to win. It really is the first game that is trying to get you to buy loot boxes 
so you can buy better weapons that people can't get without grinding to basically win matches and make matches easier for yourself online. Mm-hmm. Better armor, better weapons, better perks, and it's shit. And if you and the problem is if the game sells well and people just keep fucking throwing money at it because as Star Wars has proved that fan bases will buy anything with a fucking Star Wars logo on. <laughs> Literally yep. anything. McDonald's could start short serving shit burgers in Star Wars branded Happy Meal boxes and Star Wars fans would buy them. I might write um, the Star Wars um, logo on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and, um, it, and it's worrying because it's if this takes off, then you know others will follow suit. And what, what pisses me off about it is, you know Star Wars Battlefront 2 is going to sell 10 to 12 million copies anyway, so why the fuck do they feel the need to then start saying, well, you know what, give us more? <laughs> no. Look, FIFA makes $800 million a year on top of sales through Ultimate Team. You say $800 million? That's what it said on Eurogamer. read oh. it on Eurogamer. Apparently it makes $800 million a year on top. Obviously you've got to tax that on top of their um, sales from Ultimate Team. That's and insane. That's, and this is why I'm so happy to see so many sign the petition for the UK government to look at loot boxes and make it, you know... Anything with loot boxes in, for me personally, should have an 18 certificate on the box. Yeah. Because and gam- a massive sticker about gambling on the front. Because it is gambling. Yes, you win a prize every time, but you could win a duplicate prize, and it costs real money, or you need to earn enough points. You know, that's that's mm. the worrying part that they can get round with it saying, "No, you can earn it in game with these points." You know what I mean? Yeah, it just takes a stupid long time. Yes. It is um it does annoy me. I don't know if it if it is gambling. It seems a little different to me. I like it's it not... I liken it a little bit to like kids buying packs of stickers where you don't know what yes. you're gonna get. Yeah, that's that's a better analogy, but the, I still the, the difference is though, I don't know because I've never really dived into anything that has major loot box in. Mm-hmm. Can you trade your doubles? No, because that's part as far as I'm aware of having stickers when you're a kid. Is swapping your doubles, encouraging like interaction and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's not um, loot boxes. They're not cool, especially when you see it a lot in mobile games, don't you? Like the game's free, but you have to buy currency or buy a certain thing that helps you progress. You can do it without. It just takes a long time. Mm -hmm. You have to grind it, and it's not really fun. And it's how they make their money. I mean, some of these mobile companies make um, like Ridiculous millions and millions names. of pounds per day. Yes, and it's like you don't—they don't charge for the game; they're just charging for these um, microtransactions. Microtransactions, yeah. And some of them, they even micro. Most games where I've downloaded and you can buy stuff in game, you can spend up to a hundred pounds in one go. I was just going to say that if you go on the PlayStation Store and look at the free-to-play games and the packs you can buy, they range from one ninety-nine, three ninety-nine, all the way up to ninety pounds. That's crazy, isn't it? For in-game currency, and to me, that is it's disgusting. And the thing is, and a lot of younger gamers won't understand why we're whinging because we grew up in a different time to them. Mm. So they're kind of trying to make it like the norm by slowly yeah. integrating it into games now. So people are like, well, yeah, when I grew up, it was all there, and it was, you know, it's just the norm, but it's not the norm. It should be the norm. <laughs> 
all these skins and um, extras used to be unlockables when we were children. Yeah, you could earn them by being good. Yep. Or never see them for being shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just. I mean, don't wrong, I don't want to sound like a dinosaur. Or cheat codes. I still love gaming, but it's just, I don't, it, you look at the way, and the businesses, and I understand they want to make money, but the way they're trying to earn the money, it's just disgusting. So wh- how do you feel about the argument that um, games cost more to make? They they don't do, want to I'm the not going to argue that. They 100% cost more to make, but at the same time, if they want to charge more, charge more. I'm not saying don't charge more, mm. but don't expect people to pay. If you, if you think that game is worth 60, 70 pounds, fine, charge that, but be prepared for your game not to sell two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million copies because people just won't pay that because people have less and less disposable income now. But that's and what it's I'm getting saying. worse. That's, that's their argument is they can yeah. sell the game at the standard price and then sneak in these loot boxes and things to make a bit more money or a lot more money mm-hmm. or they can up the price of the game and put people off or, or DLC or how about they release they release the game and then they make a season pass or something for an extra £15 on top of the game that you buy off the store which gives you unlimited loot boxes when you reach certain levels or all the skins and all the weapons and everything instead of charging 35 to 40 pounds for these season passes with extra maps and stuff mm. how about you just put them on the store for 15 pounds and then watch people flood to it thinking you know what i'm loving this game extra 15 quid and i can have another 10 maps and what blah 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 blah, blah. Mm. then watch how well all that dlc sells you know and then it's little things isn't it like a game comes out day one dlc what how can you tell us? Oh. DLC is different, and that used to rub me the wrong yeah. way because I was used to playing for a game and having all the game. Yes. And now, DLC is pretty commonplace, pretty yeah. standard. I think it's, I've kind of got it right now. It's extra things that seem like they're worth money, not like an ending hidden behind oh, yeah, a yeah, paywall. Yeah. yeah. But loot boxes. Well, Shadow of War kind of has that, doesn't it, again this time? Well, I. That's what everyone says straight on, but I've seen nothing but defence of that game since, saying that you can get everything you can buy, you can actually just unlock. And most people do it just by playing yeah, the game, not grinding it, just playing it normal and doing apparently it. Apparently to get like this, the proper ending to the game, you have to do something in the multiplayer mode. And that is a huge grind if you don't buy the loot boxes to build up your army. Or if you don't have the loot boxes. I was listening to yeah. someone who's, who reviewed it and they said that everything they needed they just earned in the game if they if they just not grind it just played it and like thoroughly and if you're going mm-hmm. to play it thoroughly then you probably will yeah. do the extra bits and earn all that extra stuff well Chris you know Chris don't you yeah and um, he made a really good point the other day and I, I had to kind of applaud it because he said what's happened in video games with DLC not DLC microtransactions and loot boxes and extra monetization of games is developers and studios and publishers have basically created problems that was never there to then sell you the solution to the problem that they created, which didn't need to be there. And to be honest, I couldn't, there's no better way to put it. What problems does he see have been created? What he's saying is, like, say, in, in a game where you need to get... I don't know, I can't think off the top of my head because I'd have to go back through the forum. 
But you know when people say you need to grind, you need to grind and stuff like that. Well, why do you need to grind? Why in the old games you used to just like say Metrovania, you would just come across the items you need. Well, grinding to... again. This is an Asian thing. This is like a Japan thing. Yeah, grinding it's a bit destiny is a bit... as well. Not just Shadow of War. It's a bit destiny too about needing certain materials and blah blah blah. And you know what I mean? Yeah, that is definitely a problem that they've created that they, you can solve with grinding or yes. shortcuts to pay. But in Japan, Japanese games grinding, it's it's got a different like contextual thing with the country and the history and everything. It's mm-hmm. it's viewed very differently. And it used to be chucked into games because you'd buy a game back in the day and that would have to last you for like the best part of a year. Yeah, to add longevity, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was in there for that reason as well. Whereas now, yeah. you don't need it. And it's not just kids playing with all this time on their hands. It's adults who just want to, you know, enjoy it and move on to the next thing that everyone's talking about. So it doesn't need to be there. And yeah, he's right. They do just create grinding issues that you can shortcut or circumnavigate with real money. Yeah. I'm still not sure it's gambling. <laughs> not in, not in every case. I don't think case. it's 100% gambling, but I still think it has to be... Uh, children have to be protected from this because at the end of the day, it is similar to gambling. And it what are is. we doing there by exposing them to that gambling culture? Mm. What will they turn into in the future? Flipping neck. The first time they walk into a pub when they're 18 and see those big flashing lights on those stupid gambling machines... Yeah, you know, and then the next thing is the roulette machines in the bookies, and then the football and the horse. And I'm not saying every child will go that way, but at such a young age, you can influence a child's life. Oh yeah, definitely. And I don't think it's good. I mean, I won't like my son plays FIFA. He never plays Ultimate Team. And if he ever come down to me and says, "Oh, I need this," I say, "Well, don't play Ultimate Team," and then I would not buy him FIFA again if he ever asked me to buy him. Some of the ultimate team packs, you know, the money for them. That is, that is sticker packs, isn't it? Basically. Basically, yeah. It's like, you know, you the match buy. attacks and stuff. Yeah. You see, ultimate team should be a separate thing that you can just download for free. Why do, Exactly. Why don't they just put it on the store as a free-to-play game mm. and just watch the money rolling that way? But you know why they want to do that? Because they know they can sell the game every year for £40 and then get you to pay even more. <laughs> Like if, that's what they're doing people there, have been paying 40 quid since the 90s for this game yeah. it's changed but that's what I mean that instead of getting you giving you for free they can just get you the people who only play Ultimate Team they can just give you, charge you £40 entry fee every year it should come with £40 worth of credits but that's what that's what I'm saying that's all they're doing charging you £40 entry fee yeah. and the funny thing about it is those people who are now millionaires from Ultimate Team YouTubers who are absolute mega millionaires through FIFA Ultimate Team. How does that work? They're just, I don't know, my, my mate's a big, big time into it, and he's like, mega into Like, he'll play, I could have got these figures wrong, but he's into Ultimate Team big, and he has to play 40 games every weekend. Has to? So, yeah, has to, to stay up to a certain grade or something. He was explaining to me, but because I wasn't so interested in it, I was kind of just taking bits and bobs on board. So that's like an, that's an addiction. It's it's like a job. Yeah, sounds like it. It's if you type it Google it later. Biggest ultimate team owners, and you'll you'll see. There's people who make millions on that, make millions and millions of dollars for it Jeez. for a living. Yep. Right. So loot box is bad. EA suck. Let's Again. move on because <laughs> we've been forty minutes recording and. Uh, Are we? Yeah. 
Wow. The phones at 40 minutes, phone call conversation. How's your, ba- how's your battery doing? Oh, shit. It's all back in pocket. Let's have a quick look. It's 11%. Oh, yeah, I'll be right for a bit longer. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 10. Oh, oh. 10 I've got the <laughs> Mine's died. Oh, what about loot boxes there? I was just pointing one more thing. Did you see the patent that Activision have just filed? Yes. Let's not even get into that now. That should be a whole pod on its own. Oh, it's dodgy as hell, isn't it? Basically, because we, I'll just skim over it for the listeners. Yeah. They've patented a thing where you, uh, players will be paired with other players that might incentivize the purchase of um, better weapons, better weapons and things to compete, which is which is really mean because it means you've already possibly spent some money, and now they're mm-hmm. on weapons, and now they're going to put you in situations where those weapons aren't really very useful, or they'll pair you with somebody if they look at your stats and see that you're trying to be a sniper, they might put you on a team with a really good sniper. And make you think, oh yeah, he's got like good weapons, or she's got good weapons. I'm gonna get um, wanna get the, they wanna buy that gun in the store. Yeah, or once they know you've made a purchase, they'll pair you up with a load of newbies or shit players, so you win better and think, oh my god, that weapon really does make a difference. Yeah, and they'll be looking yeah. at your weapons, thinking, oh, I need that. So that must be some mega mega algorithm to work mm. all that out. But that's. Activision. So that's not even pairing you up for a good even game. Mm-mm. That's just shit. Anyway, yep. let's move on. Let's talk about. Um, well, that was our two big talking points. Let's go on to Netflix Club, or have we got anything else to talk about? No, let's go no. straight to Netflix Club. <laughs> <laughs> right, our films were Gerald's Game and The Visit. You fire off with The Visit. Well, hang on, I've got a burp coming. <laughs> not firing off anything <clears throat> I'll, say, I'll just quickly mention I loved the visit I thought it was brilliant I thought it was funny in parts a bit like it had its funny moments but it was also very creepy and quite uh, not, I wouldn't say scary but it had its jumpy moments but I found some of it quite horrifying but I felt he struck a really good balance with what he went for and the kids were great in it, which is great. Because sometimes you get kids, and if they're not great, they'd ruin the film. Yeah. I don't know if I go as far as say they were both great. You're going to moan about the boy. I am going to moan about the boy. He annoys <laughs> me a little bit. <laughs> That's because you like your hip-hop, and you're probably going, oh, my God. Oh, he did rap quite a lot for a yeah. middle-class white American. Um, but... He wasn't very good at it. He had a bit of a speech impediment, almost like a list, which yeah. didn't help. No, that was. I thought that was great about him. I mean, I thought he acted really well. I thought he did yeah. the part really well. Yeah. I just think I don't think he should have been. I don't think part of his makeup needed to be that he rapped. See, I I didn't mind it because I think like maybe the part of it to me is maybe that Eminem, because he's such a big thing. Maybe he has inspired more white people to come. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he definitely has. It was just. Yeah, and Most I just think maybe consumed by white middle class Americans, I think. Maybe Shyamalan looked at it because well they're not mm, hot. I don't know how the class system works over there, but I wouldn't class them as middle class. Well, they don't really have a class system. I don't no. think living with their mum they were perhaps middle class. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, single mother. But, um, yeah, but the the grandparents were certainly the twist. Well well to do. No, their house and everything was nice. Did you see the twist? I didn't see all of the twist. I saw spoilers. 
Should yeah. probably say spoilers. It's a year same. old, man. <laughs> I know, but you know, and we have yeah. people in Tottenham to watch, but still, if you're listening okay. and you haven't seen it, spoilers. Yeah. Um, I thought. Oh, what did I think? I can't think. I thought perhaps one of them wasn't the original grandma, because it turns out neither of them are their actual grandparents. They've gone, mm. they've left their mum, they're going to stay with the grandparents who they've never met because their mum and their grandparents had a massive falling out. Yeah. Go to stay with the grandparents. Freaky shit's happened. And then near the end, you find out that they're actually not their grandparents. The, what we should know is, did you mention this? they've never ever met them? Yeah, never met them. Yeah. And the mum doesn't want to see them or speak to them because yes, she the reason they haven't met their grandparents is because the mother of the walked children out. yeah left walked out of the house years and years ago to be with their father and then obviously he walked out so it was a case of embarrassment because I think a dad warned her did he something like that yeah they, they didn't like the boyfriend she chose she yeah. left to be with him had the children and then he ditched her well I thought the twist was flipping brilliant I think I like did you see me, it coming no no not at all <laughs> when it happened, I had to put, as with a lot of films, when something amazing happens, I sort of pause it because I get gooses. And I, was just, <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it was fantastic, and I thought it was so simple. But he he looked he looked after it so well. I never thought there was a twist. I thought it was going to be something simple, like oh god, she's got insomnia, and it's driving her crazy. Mm. Something stupid like that, and just that one moment when. Show me what you're about, kids. And she goes, oh, God. And you could see the fear on the mother's face. Mm. And she was like, those people aren't your grandparents. She was like, holy crap. <laughs> How have you just made me watch an hour and 20 minutes without even a, a little hint? Yeah. And I just thought it was, it's Shyamalan at his best again. Yeah, he's good at hiding his hand. Yeah, he's took his time away. Obviously, the airbender almost ruined him. And he's come back small and he's building himself back up again. And well, yeah. Airbender was his was a bone he got tossed when it was the lady in the lake that really fucked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never even watched that, and I was. A well, he probably had already it. signed on for Airbender, to be fair, and then he made After Earth, which was another disaster from what I hear. I haven't seen it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went into those big budget films, which James Wan is currently doing, and you know we'll see how James Wan gets on with Aquaman. But um, yeah, he's gone back small yeah. story driven films and it's really working for me because that he's I'm not saying it's as good as Hitchcock but that is his element he always that's who he he um, who his biggest influence was I think Hitchcock he had his little cameos in his films yeah you could tell the way he shot his films the way he, he wasn't in this one was he in um, that one I'm not sure about that one maybe at some point if you have a look he probably has popped up somewhere he might have been a voice on something or mm. A picture on the, you know, because Hitchcock did that one. He was at the birds, but he was just a picture on the newspaper. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and um, little things like that. But even if he wasn't in it, he's gone back to what he was well renowned for: good characters, good story, and that little twist. And well, like I say, it's not a huge genre-defining movie. It, it, it is a clever little film. Yeah, it was very clever. It gets its horror elements right, and gets its. I found it felt it got its its funny elements right as well. So, what did you think of the character, uh, the grandma and grandma, grandpa? I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were fantastic. Um, just the little things like when he, he's putting the sh- he's shit in his pants, 
And yeah. he's going down to the shed to hide his shitty pants. Yeah. And then they beat with the grandma under the house, and that was horrifying. That was um, quite tense um, and scary. I thought that was horrible. And then she just comes out laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then she turns and goes up the stairs. To sum it up, uh, they're hiding under the house, aren't they? They're crawling around, yeah. playing sort of hiding. They've both got cameras. The whole thing's sort of found footage, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a documentary that the little girl's made, mm-hmm. visiting her grandma parents for the first time. And they both, the boy and the girl, both film everything and it's cut together from their footage. Mm-hmm. So they're under the house, which is sort of on stilts, like a lot of American houses. Yeah. Lots of space under the house, and they're crawling around, hiding. Crawl space, they call it, don't they? Yeah. And then suddenly, in amongst all this, Grandma's under there, crawling about but at alarming speed, yeah. and she's got like a lollop to her motion. It's quite unnerving. Yeah. And then and she's all, making a noise, isn't she? Yeah, and it's all quite tense. And then they get out, and then she pops out, and she's like laughing. She's like, "Yeah, that was fun." And she turns. Yeah. Do you remember? She turns to go up into the house, and her skirt's tucked up into yeah. her pants and her ass is out and it's just like oh yeah. this is weird this yeah. is weird <laughs> yeah oh, that was really good yeah uh, there's little things in there I think one of the workers from the hospital comes around to visit and is it something like that I can't remember it's the pet because you didn't watch it and you'd seen it before yeah you haven't I've watched seen it a while time, so you're a bit hazy but yeah the, the grandma and grandpa do a lot of voluntary work at this hospital and various people come around throughout the film to check on them and say oh they weren't there this this past Thursday that's yeah. a bit of a clue that something's not quite right yeah and um subtle hints yeah and then this one girl comes around and they go oh they've just popped out and she's a bit worried about them and she pops back again later so that's what I like about Simon and like sorry to interrupt you he doesn't kind of like, you know, like you watch a film and then suddenly like, oh, it's that guy. He's the one who did it. And like, well, we haven't seen him in the whole film. Yeah. So it's kind of not, but he, he does drop those as if so. Well, look, here's, a, here's, here's some more breadcrumbs. Yeah. A little bit. There's a few more. Yeah. If, if, if you're not going to follow the trail, you're not going to find the answer. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit. And then when you, especially with the physics, it doesn't do what um, The Sixth Sense does, where it kind of recaps the film in different parts for you. Yeah. Um, it just does it, doesn't it? It's kind of, yeah. And then... Um, when you do watch it or you think back, if you can be bastard, <laughs> you think, oh, God, that was really clever. Yeah. Because that woman pops back again just before the twist is revealed. Mm. So then she pops back, she goes away, the twist is revealed, and then the kids try to run away and they open the door and she's hanging in a tree. Mm. And, like, you know then that they're not their real grandparents and the grandma and grandpa are dead in the basement. And um, then this woman hanging in a tree, and it's like, oh, shit, they're, they're mental. They're scary, yeah. and they kill people. There's a motive for it as well. It's not just like, oh, crazy old people. There's, like, a proper motive. It's properly well thought out. What's the motive again for it? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I think the two old grandparents that are uh, pretending to be their grandparents yeah. were at this uh, clinic that the real yes, grandparents visited and helped out. Yeah. And she, the grandma... Did she murder? I can't remember if she murdered her kids or just lost them yeah. in an accident, but she had grandchildren. Yeah, that's and right, it yeah. sent her loopy that they died. And the real grandparents were banging on about how they're going to see their grandkids for the first time ever, and they're all excited. And the grand, the fake granddad wanted to give his wife the opportunity to have grandchildren. So he killed the real grandparents and just pretended to be them. <laughs> So she could have a week as a grandma. 
That's right, yeah. That's yeah. right. It's. I mean, that film could have took a total different, um, you know, approach, and it could have been full-on horror. Yeah. And it could have been horrific, but it kind of took that, you know what, I'm going to implement some humour here, shoot it as a documentary instead of a, mm. you know, a traditional horror. I mean, it, it, I think it would have been brilliant either way, but it, I think it maybe the humour... It would have been a humor, totally, totally different beast, wouldn't it, if it was shot not as a documentary? Yeah. It would have been a very good film still. Yes. Because at well, night, I, the kids get locked in really early, don't they? Yeah. Because Grandma goes fucking loopy at night. Yeah, they're really good those parts are. Mm. The no, night terrors. Yeah, and there's that bit as well. It's happened twice, where Grandma gets the little girl, to, the young girl, I should just say, she's not very little, she's like 12 yeah. or something. Teenagers, isn't she? Yeah, she gets her to clean the oven. Oh, God, that's horrible. I that know, it's really, really nerve-wracking. Because <laughs> you just feel like so something was going to happen, and it doesn't really, but she's just like, yeah, clean the oven. Like, yeah, get right in there. Get right in there. Right in there. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, in the oven at the end. You're just expecting it to close it and cook, close it and cook her, aren't you? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it never happens. She does close it later, but only for a yeah. second. Yeah. Ooh. It is a really good film. Mm. What was our other pick? Let's move on to the next one. Uh, your pick, which was oh, yeah, Gerald's was, game, it? which I yeah, knew right. nothing about. The trailer was really good. It didn't show. It showed nearly nothing. I'll just quickly bump in again, as I always do. <laughs> um, someone, I, met, I did my review of this on the forum, and um, someone says, is it good then? Because I actually wrote my review. The trailer kind of put me off a little bit. I, I thought I liked it, but when I watched the trailer again, I thought, hmm. But it got such good reviews, I thought, I'm going to watch it anyway. And especially after it, I was in the mood for more Stephen King-related mm. um, stuff. And this lad, he said he's going to watch it on the weekend after my review because he said um, the trailer didn't do nothing for him but he said the re- your review sounds really interesting but um, I loved it I really did I thought it was brilliant mm, it was really not good for, not 5 out of 5 but 4 out of 5 stars easy for me really well done I thought it was going to be brought I thought 2 hours <laughs> 2 people in a room one's dead one's alive 2 hours and, and the, the one that's living is chained up yes <laughs> I thought, God, this is going to drag. I didn't know how yeah. they were going to do it. I thought, because the trailer just shows... Could you explain the synopsis for anyone? Because okay. I'm, I'm terrible at this kind of stuff. So the trailer just shows uh, a couple failing, failing marriage. Middle age. Well, he's old, isn't he? Mm. She's not so old. That annoyed me at the beginning, but they do explain it a bit later. I was just like, this is yeah. ridiculous. He is yeah. clearly like in his 60s, maybe 70s, and she's like... He's 61 he's in real life. And how old is she? She's, I think she's 50 or 49 in real life, and he's 61. Oh, she's looking good for her age. I thought she was in her 40s. Yeah, yeah. She's um, Silk Spectra, it's the Watchmen. No, no idea. I've okay. seen it, but I don't remember. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they go away for a weekend to rekindle their relationship. Yeah. Um, he brings some handcuffs, chains her to the bed, takes her Viagra. And then they go to like do it, and he gets got some... a tone. <laughs> yeah, he he starts sort of getting. He sort of like gets a bit like a rape uh, fantasy for him, and she doesn't like it. Just in case anyone's wondering, Ant's blushy. <laughs> <laughs> I probably am. Um, but they have an argument, and anyway, basically he dies of a heart attack. Yeah, and she's still quite convincing up. heart attack as well. 
It was. It was it, good. He did it was that horrible. Well. Yeah. Long time, and it seemed to make yeah. his neck pop and stuff. It was horrible. Yeah, he did it really well, to be mm-hmm. fair. I was worried for him. <laughs> Poor <laughs> old guy. Um, so, yeah, he dies. Uh, she's chained up. And that all happens in the first 10 minutes, doesn't it? It was say 20. Say 20, 20 minutes. minutes. First 20. Okay. Yeah. And they're in the middle of nowhere. Like they've gone to like a lake house, which I think yeah. is their own, because they're obviously wealthy as all people in America. Yeah, he's an executive of some sorts, isn't well, he's he? He's a lawyer. Oh, is he a lawyer? I never got grasped that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think she, because her dad was a lawyer and he was a lawyer. Met through the company. Yeah. No, no, not met through the company, just she, uh, her... Oh, she went for her daddy's... Uh, yeah, yeah, daddy company. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now it's coming together a bit more for me, actually, yeah. yeah. Come on. That's why he was older, too. That's when they referenced that. Yeah. Big age difference. Um. So, yeah, he dies in that that's very early and there's like an hour and a half or more left and mm. I thought from there house in the middle of nowhere woman tied up this is going to be some sort of horror rapey nasty horrible film uh-huh. and it isn't she starts getting delirious um, her husband sort of visits her within her mind obviously you, you see him out in the bedroom and everything he's back he's dead on the floor but he's talking to her and stuff and then another yes. version of herself comes Yep. And it's like, so her her mind is created him and her, and they're bickering and almost sorting out their their shit. Yeah, it, I yeah. think it's more a case of visualization of her thoughts. Yeah, she yeah. I don't think she sees. Maybe she does see him. I think she does maybe see she him just, totally. Maybe she sees them both. But I kind of took it into my head like it's it's just a visualization of her thoughts for the audience is benefit. No, I think she's hallucinating. Do you know what I mean? Oh dear, yeah, probably, possibly, yeah, with the lack of water and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because she closes her eyes and says, you will go away. When, when I open my eyes, you yeah. will not be here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true, actually, especially with the moonlight man part. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of, right at the beginning, when they're listening to the radio in the car, there's some mention of burglaries, and I thought, oh, is that going to be the ending then, that the burgle, burglar has come in and basically gone China? But it turns out to be something entirely different, doesn't it? Oh, see, I was convinced that she was going to get raped. <laughs> oh, God. Start to finish, I, did I was have like, no. Feeling. I did I, have that I, feeling in my head that would happen if the burglars come in. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I can't deal with rape. I can't. I, can't, I hate it in films. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. Mm. It's, a, it's a horrible part of life. And, you know, um, some films deal with it. I think most films possibly do deal with it respectfully now. But you can't. I'm not going to go into it, actually, because there's no rape in the film. Mm. Um, I'll save that discussion for when we do watch a film with that. Something as horrific as that in it. But um, it's... I mean, should we get to the bit that me and you might disagree on? Because you said something at the end didn't um, sit with you well. The ending, the The, escape. uh, That was fine with that. Oh, the bit that was really gruesome and I actually had to, like, look away for a bit. I was like... That's disgusting. That is banging. And it went yeah. on for ages. It's how she got out of the handcuffs. Yes, that was horrible. But, Did you know, you like it's probably it? in the book. It's probably in the book. No, I didn't like it. Um, I Like yourself, I was good. I was proper. My legs were popping everywhere on the set. I was like, oh, my <laughs> yes. God. It's like proper twisting and turning. But that, that made it better. Because oh. if she just broke her wrist, I'd probably gone, ooh. 
But when the, the skin started to fall back, and I thought, you know what, that would happen because he, t- he put the handcuffs on tight. And she's just slit her wrist. And I was like, oh, my God, the tendons. And then when it showed you from the other angle, I was like, oh, God. And she got out, and then her skin was all flappy. I was like, oh. And she couldn't use a hand, and I thought, great touch. Brilliant. She couldn't use a hand, no. And I just don't think, because the thing, because her, the vision of herself that's talking to her says sort of drops hints, doesn't it? And makes her think yeah. about it, makes her think her way out. And she's like, a flashback to her dad and how that, hey, he said if if blood's something, it's slick as oil. Yes. I thought, okay. And then she goes, so what, you know, you need to cut yourself. And she, she's got access to a glass, which she's getting a little bit of water from. She yeah. cuts, she gets it into a position where she can cut herself to get some blood to lubricate her hand to get it out of the cuff. And I thought, that's clever. All she has to do is like cut a palm, get a little bit of blood, and is that what you thought was going to happen? Well, no, that's what I thought she needed to do. Oh. And she positions it, and yeah. she spends ages slitting her wrist open. That was horrible. That was it probably was... worse than the tendon part. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, you're bleeding. You can stop now. And then she keeps yeah. on just slicing it back and forth. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. And then she goes for it, and I'm like, oh, that was pointless. She's not even going to get it out now. It looks too tight. Yeah. But then the skin starts coming off her hand. And I honestly thought at one point she was just going to, like, have a skeleton hand. Oh, God. But it just, I feel like that bit did went, it went too far. I thought that, I don't think the skin would peel off you like that. Um, I don't think it would. No, it I think gross. it would have been more, a bit more like, I think it would have gone over the skin do you know what I mean the skin would have folded and then it would have just gone over the fold yeah because of the lubricant from the other side of the skin but I understand why they did it like that it, probably in the possibly in the book um, so they probably wanted to be stuck, probably stay you know very um, close to the source material it just took too long I don't think it needed to last that long it was but so at the same time the film didn't really have anything gruesome in it. I mean Possibly the worst part in the film for me was the father masturbating with his daughter on his lap. Yeah. That was disgusting. But, and it's something I've noticed about Stephen King's films, is it always seems to be this kind of... Implication. Excuse me. Yeah, implication that um, abuse, parental abuse... Well, I can only speak on the films I've seen recently, which is this and it's... That's what I mean, yeah. But then two that I've seen, and then... It's, it's, and that was the most recent two I've seen. I'm like, bloody hell. Is this like like some of the authors I read in other stories, they have something that kind of... Like like David Cage, who makes Heavy Rain, he's mm. always got some sort of child kind of... Psycho, you know, there's always a child in his stories, isn't there? Mm. Have you noticed? So... You think, you know, like, the father... Maybe there's something in thing. their heads. I'm not saying he was abused. I'm just saying maybe there's right. something that he connects with that he puts in his stories. Not for shock value, but because it kind of drew, sucks you in a bit more, maybe. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was... I didn't like that part. But not as in... I didn't like it as in it shouldn't have been in there because my mate was moaning about the daughter part in it. But I said, but that's why her that, theory so far, yeah, that yeah, it's that, understandable. Yeah. He couldn't get it, that. He comes... The, the he clown was, becomes a dad. Yeah, he was that's saying a, that's yeah. gone too far. Why did they have to have it like imply that her dad abused her? That's because it happens in real life. Don't try to pretend it doesn't. Yeah, Just because it's in a film, 
like my mate who won't watch a film of rape. And, it, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to watch rape scenes in films, but it's life, it happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you, the sooner you face up to that and try to, like, understand it and, you know, yeah. the better for you as a person. Yeah. But he um, he can't watch anything with that in it. And to say, oh, you shouldn't put that in a film, why not? You know, is it all right to see people chopping each other's hands and heads in one of our films, but you can't have something that's a real-world issue? Mm. And then, yeah, I thought that bit was... You knew what was coming with that, didn't you? Did you, from the very first scene, when she says, oh, she's daddy's girl, and I thought, oh, God, please. Uh, yeah, because that freaked her out too, didn't it, when he was trying to get... Um, early on, before he died, and they were trying to get, uh, he was trying to get sexy. Yeah. And he was like, call me daddy. She was like, uh, no, don't like it, don't like it. It was slimy, but done very well yeah. by the actor, and you know what I mean, written well. I was like, oh, that's horrible, but you know, mm. they did it well. I don't mean that as in congratulate them on the what happened, but they handled it well. Mm. And there's three big elements here we haven't even spoken about, or we hinted about mm-hmm. the whole uh, child abuse thing. Because while mm-hmm. she's tied up, every time she drifts off to sleep, she flashes back. Yeah. She's being f- almost forced to uh, relive and face up yeah. to because she's got nothing else to do. The hardships of her life. Hardships of her life, yeah. Which were uh, the child abuse, which seemed, I thought, quite tame. Considering yes. the way they could have gone, I thought it seemed like a one-off incident yeah. and she wasn't raped or touched. There was an yeah. eclipse. She was sat on her dad's lap. And he masturbated behind her, mm-hmm. but she knew. And then he asked her. It was the manipulation. It was the manipulation, yeah. He didn't even ask her to lie. He said, we should tell your mum. That was child kidology, wasn't it? Yeah, she was like, absolutely not. I think she was embarrassed and ashamed. He said, I want to tell your mum, but these are the implications. And he yeah. made out the implications would be worse for her than him. Yeah. And she straight away she was like, I don't want to be in trouble. She goes, I will never tell anybody. Yeah. And she never did. Because she doesn't in the film. It's all right. in her head. But this is what I was saying about the loot boxes earlier. You get something into a child's head and it will stay with them forever. Mm. The fear. Yep. And, and then, the other two course. elements are the dog that she befriends at the beginning who comes yeah. and basically eats her husband. Yes. Oh, God, that was horrible when you saw him at the end. Mm, yeah. yeah. When she gets free and you finally see the husband at the foot of the bed and what the dog's mm. done. I thought that was a bit too much because I couldn't see the dog chewing that much off him he ate a fucking plate of steak half his arm and then he ate half his chest his ribcage and his head and I thought come on he couldn't have, I know them hounds but he couldn't have been that hungry yeah it was one dog and yeah. I don't think he'd eat and he took a bite himself. out of her yeah he did <laughs> which was weird I think he the dog would have known she wasn't dead yes he said he's after the fresher meat well he wouldn't bite something that would fight back would he, he wouldn't bite something that could fight back hmm but then the other big element was did they call him the moon monster the moonlight man the moonlight man that was that was um, done so well it was yeah when he's standing in the corner you're kind of squinting at the screen is there someone there like you would if you woke up in the middle of the night yeah is there someone there and then he comes close and I'm like oh god that made me jump because I couldn't I wasn't aware of anything in the corner and he just sort of stepped slightly into light and I was like oh Jesus Christ now she's going to get raped. <laughs> the worst part, though, was when 
it's the flashback and the little girl's on the bed, she lies back and she looks down and then he's there sucking on her feet. And yeah, like, licking her feet. Proper jumped. I was like, oh, <laughs> too much. Too much. That was hor- That was horrific, that bit was. Yeah, so basically, in amongst all these hallucinations, there's a real uh, man who's got this... It's a real threat, yeah? Yeah. There's two real threats? The dog. Mm-hmm. Starvation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, more than one. Two, <laughs> and uh, this guy, mm-hmm. who is... You can't... I kind of don't... I didn't think he was going to be real. Because he isn't a normal-looking guy. He's got elongated arms, he's freakishly tall, and he's got a bulbous head because he's got some kind of condition, which I don't know if it's made up. Yeah. I doubt it is. I bet Stephen King... It's possibly real, but it's it. probably very rare, yeah. Yeah. A bit like the elephant man. Yeah. And he is uh, creeping round, and he had a fetish, didn't he? Turns out yes. later you find out for eating uh, dead people. It just escalates, doesn't he? As they say, anybody of that sort of agenda, they just escalate. Yeah. They need more after a while. Yeah. So he had a uh, habit of eating dead men, then he killed some people to eat them. It was only men, luckily for her. Yes. So he appears. Or maybe that's why more of the guy was missing and not just the one. Possibly, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I never thought about that. No, I didn't. He must have been there to eat the guy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's that whole bit where you're like, is he, is she hallucinating? Is she not? Yes. Because there's the blood footprint in her husband's blood, like a big footprint. Yeah, I was considering that, thinking, is that a hallucination? Is it not? Yeah. And then, oh, he shows up, and what he was doing when he showed up in a fantasy didn't make any, in a imagination, didn't make any sense. Like, he showed her the bag of things he'd stolen. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Trophies? Yeah, but I was like, what? What metaphor is she creating with her head here that I'm missing? And of course, oh, it, is, it isn't a metaphor. It's not a metaphor, no. No, he is in her house stealing her shit. As well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because oh, there's like a, a skull, a, like a hand in there, wasn't there? Just bones. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's he got that for then? And then yeah. obviously, it makes sense at the end. Yeah, because he's been robbing graves and eating people. Yeah. And he didn't eat her. Yes. He's not really burgling, burgling for money, and you know, it's trophies basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, personally, again, like I say, four out of five. If I had to mark it, I just thought it was done really well. Maybe the very final scenes after she escapes, it kind of oh, felt a bit. She's writing a book. Yeah, and the court beat that felt a bit B movie. Yeah. Like TV movie style, but um. Everything up to that point was uh, mesmerising, which is, you know, like a bit like Castaway. How is this going to interest me for so long with the performances? Mm. Really good. I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. Mm-hmm. I think the trailer did a good job of keeping that hidden. Yeah. Let's pick our next film. We decided we're going to do one film for next Netflix Club. We're going to do a horror because it's Halloween. And then we're going to do Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do Stranger Things yeah. season two, and then you've left the horror to me. So yes. I'm going to pick a Netflix original, Hush. I've seen it. But oh, yeah. Yeah. If you've got a horror, you can pick that I because I won't have seen it. Uh, there is a new Netflix. one on. I don't know if you want to watch it. It's I think it's like a kind of um, semi-horror comedy. It's called The Babysitter. I like for that. 
it's new this week. I don't know if it's any good. I've read a couple of reviews. People said it's really fun, stupid. Uh, maybe it could be good. Could be absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, but I, I'm genuinely interested in watching that. Okay, let's watch. List. Let's do that one then. Forget the Hush. I'll watch that some other time. Yeah, is Hush is a very good film. It's just. It's how do you explain it? I wouldn't say it's brilliant, but it's very fresh in my memory. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I'd watch it. I think it's because we had a discussion on it not long back on the forum, and um, it's quite a good, interesting discussion actually. But um, it's a hush is a good film. But yeah, Babysitter has been on my list since I read a review about it the other day. Okay, so we're going to go with the Babysitter. Yes. And season two of Stranger Things. Stranger. That's probably completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so, sure what the theme music is now. I've forgotten. I can't remember. It's brilliant, though, the theme. Uh, when's the 27th? Whatever Friday is. Um, 29th, next Sunday, isn't it? Thursday. So it's the 27th, it's Friday. I'm sure it's Friday. That's what day Mario comes out, I think. They're out the same day Mario, Wolfenstein 2, and Stranger Things. 27th, then. 27th. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we should probably talk about our games because next time all I'm going to be talking about is Mario. Oh, yeah. So I went back to Mad Max after chatting about oh, it God. with you and talking about watching oh, the film because oh, I realised I never actually finished it. Really? Yeah. Scandalous. I got right to the end and then I started doing all the side missions, started sweeping up all the little odds and sods and got bored doing that and stopped playing it so I went back and finished that got the actual ending which was horrific it was brutal it was proper Mad Max style not happy mm-hmm. at all um, like as sh- it should be like shockingly yeah. not happy I won't spoil it for anybody but apocalyptic future and all that yeah but like oh, I was I was surprised in a film I wouldn't have been as surprised in a video game I was not expecting it I think I need to play that game at some point, you know. You do. I can send it to you. Mm, I've got Far Cry 3 or 4 I've got to finish off before I move on to another. Are you playing one of them? I've got... I, oh, I bought one not long back. I remember you, you buying been... a Far Cry. It was the 4, yeah. wasn't it, with the elephants? Yes, the that's the one, yeah. 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 So yeah. you're playing that? I'm not playing it. I've got it. You've got it. <laughs> You've got it. Not playing it. Hoarding yeah. it. Hoarding it, son. <laughs> yes, as I do. But to be fair, I've made a bit of progress considering I've got a lot of online games which I'm absolutely loving. <laughs> so what have you been playing? Oh, well, I, I, uh, hang on, let me finish my... I you finished Mad Max. I moved on to... I put a poll on um, Twitter because I didn't know what yep. to buy between Stardew Valley, uh, Golf Story, these are all hand, uh, Switch games, and mm-hmm. um, SteamWorld Dig 2. And the poll said, um, get Stardew Valley, so I did. So I've gone um, from apocalyptic horrific high graphic concept game over the yeah. world to a 16 18 bit 2d farming simulator with um relationship building <laughs> in the little town sounds dreadful uh it's not it's really good i'm really enjoying it um it does have a sort of weird quirky elements it's not like a realistic farm a realistic setting yeah there's a wizard in a tower and there's uh, monsters in a mine that you and you have to go oh, down and, and get stuff. It's real proper, quite deep. Yeah. Obviously, it goes through the seasons, and you plant different things. And there's a guy who's crazy about fishing, lives on the beach. Go fishing with him, 
Um, it's perfect for the Switch because I've like do it a few days and then put it down. But I'm enjoying it. It's really good. I'm not quite as sucked in as I was hoping I might be because people. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Stardew Valley or seen anyone? I've talk heard of about it. Yeah, it? I've heard of it. It's not my cup of tea, obviously. People do go mad for it and spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on it. I couldn't do mm-hmm. that, but I am enjoying it. It will keep me going until Mario shows up. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. And then I might never go touch it again. But I hope I do, because I'm only in the, my first summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a long way to go. That was really in-depth. That was loads to do. And then I'll come along and say, I'm playing Gran Turismo Sport, and you drive cars. <laughs> really fast, round track. Really fast. <laughs> sometimes slow, sometimes fast. Depends on the bed. No, but seriously, um, it's... I, was, I did a fucking shit like the morning I did on Twitter about there not being no career mode on Grand Turismo Sport and then the first review came out and I, you know I admit I was caving anyway after playing the demo slash beta because um, it was good it was really good I was like god this handles so well but I've got to stick to my guns and then the reviews come out and said the, the single player content is vast and although it's taken away for it it might be better for it and I thought, you know what, thinking about the careers in the last, since Grand Turismo 3, I never bothered with them because I felt like they'd got something wrong, something was missing, a bit like the Master League, maybe it was just too much of the same. So I caved and bought Grand Turismo Sport and, oh, mate, <laughs> class. It is class. <laughs> oh, that it, pre- I, yeah, visually, it's whew, very, very, I mean, I can't imagine how good this looks in on the PS Pro with HDR. 4K. Yes. I don't know if it's full 4K, but a few people on the site have got 4K TVs and, you know, they're using the HDR on the Pro and they're saying, oh, my God, it's amazing. Um, and it is. The steel's look incredible. It's great. On, I mean, it's really, really good online. I mean, a lot of people try to race the respectful way. You do get some dickheads who get the braking lines wrong, but I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's a case of they're just so anxious to get to the front and they're not used to trying to race respectfully that, getting it wrong yeah, they're probably they're getting like right. 8 or 9 years old as well yeah well possibly um, the escapes mode you could just lose a long time in it you could lose a long time in the um, livery mode where you create your own designs for your cars um, there's an arcade mode where you set your own races up there's drift mode it's, it is mainly an online only game um, but the I've been just doing the driving lessons first and I think there's something close to 90 or 80 of them, about 30 odd through 60%, and I just I love it. And it's no surprise here. Improves... You love no, yeah, but it actually improves your racing. This game does. It's teaching you about the elements of racing, accelerating out of corners, mm. how to full throttle through corners, not to oversteer, not to understeer, how to get the braking right in a straight line, how to get the braking right into a corner. It's if, I'm thinking, the more I think about the driving lessons, which I really detested, I'm thinking, you know what? He's a clever bastard. He's <laughs> actually teaching you how to race, properly race cars here. Mm. And it's got a small garage compared to previous games, 161 or two cars, but they're good cars, so, you know, not a 1,000 cars and 400 and the shitty Nissan Jukes. <laughs> Cash coins, whatever it is they're putting them nowadays. Hey, I've got a cash guy. No, I'm not knocking the cash coin. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you play a racing game, you don't want to drive a bastard cash coin here. Wait, you say <laughs> that. When I got um, the old Gran Turismo, I spent quite a lot of time driving the uh, 
Corsa because we had a Corsa at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that is a bit different like that. Do you know what I mean? But given the option, yeah, Aston Martin, yeah, and, and it was quite we, fun getting like the slower, proper, ordinary yeah, cars. Not doing them up, just racing different. them against other slower, ordinary cars. Yeah, it sort of teaches you the track in a different way because you can take corners so differently, and yes, the racing night is totally different. Yeah, it, that is true. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not going to go on about it too much. Personally, I love it. I can understand why some people are not on board with it because of the lack of content and the online-only modes. And I get that, but has I like got, it. Has it got planned content drops? Yes. Um, not planned, but they're going to release like these proper championship modes every once a month or something daft. And they're free? Yes. Yeah. This is they're the... only on low modes. They're not like actual free content. All right. Yeah, but um, we'll see what they do with the content as it goes on. We'll just, but um, if they start charging like three pound per car and that, then you know, I'll keep the game. But I'm able to that. I'm not paying that per car. Yeah, but this is what I think Splatoon one and two are doing really well. Mm-hmm. They just every so often they'll be like, oh, it's a new gun, it's free. It's just in there for everybody. Oh, new map, yeah, free in there for everybody. Yeah, and it just keeps it like in the news, doesn't it? it keeps it top. The I'll just say one more thing on Grand Turismo, which. Um, it might upset the, the, the GT enthusiasts, and it hasn't upset a few, and it upset me before the game came out. But I honestly believe that this time, because they've put less in the game, the better. game's better for it. Yeah, it's better. Less is more, and it really is because the car, all the cars look great. The insides, the cockpits look great. The tracks look great. Um, it feels focused. All the cars feel very different. The one thing I will say is the rally mode is dog shit. Mm. absolute dog shit from what I mean maybe it's a case of me getting used to it but it doesn't feel like a rally game after playing Dirt 4 mm. earlier in the year um, but yeah less is more quality quantity all that nonsense fair play to him he's proved me wrong he's, you know you see what the Kazunori Yamochi Yamachi however you pronounce his name yeah um, see where they go with the next version or if they do release another one maybe they're just it's a game as a service style game, you know, mm. call it GAAS. That's fine by me if they want to support it for three, four years, but make sure you, the content you're dropping is worth the price that you charge. Yeah. You know, I'm all for it. If you don't want to keep releasing new games, that's fine. Keep, you know, I wouldn't have mind. Like I said at the start when, when PS4 first came out, why don't you release everybody's golf game early in the generation and just release courses every year? Yeah. content every year and you know why do you need to release a new game like FIFA every year surely you can just you'll give people a reason to keep hold of everybody's golf maybe they'll do that maybe they'll do that with Gran Turismo and think you know what we've got we have got the perfect um, games as a service style here with Gran Turismo get one game out try and, try and keep it going for two three years and then drop another game Yeah, you won't get as many tradings etc but we'll see see where the goal will be yeah. I will, one more thing I'm going to say quickly it's making me want a steering wheel bad I was going to ask you have you ever had a steering wheel I have um, it wasn't an expensive one but I can only imagine how much quicker I could be on the racetracks with a proper steering wheel and set up I yeah. could be a lot quicker it's a bit like the a loot box is, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the, pa- the pad is great don't get me wrong Ant. the pad is brilliant mm. but you can imagine just getting that the nuance, nuances right you know like perfectly just holding it you know like a, say a 25 degree angle and then slow you know fighting the force feedback it's VR compatible too isn't it 
Yes, but only one v one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can well, rotate it's in there, spots. It's in there. Yeah, only one, one v one. One other bot. Okay. Yeah, but to be fair, the AI is that is pretty decent, so it could be an interesting race. But it's it's not like a VR game. It's a it's an addition. Yeah, that's how I think most you know VR is going to get successful. That's how you have to look at it in that game. It's not a VR game. It's the thrown VR in there for you to use. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you, I, personally, I don't think you can knock it. It sounds good. It is good. It is. But I also get that it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Okay, one more game to talk about. Then we'll call it quits. That we've both enjoyed. We've both enjoyed I haven't finished it. I was hoping to have finished it. I, I sense you have. Yes. Yeah. Hue. Yeah. H-U-E. Fantastic little game. Yeah, it was free, wasn't it, on PlayStation Plus? Still yes. is, currently, at the time of recording. Yep. Grab it if you haven't. Yeah, very good little game. I've got the last colour, because you collect colours as you go, that you can use to manipulate the the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It um, starts off very basic, doesn't it? Like, is this going to be challenging? And it doesn't really spike until the final two locations. Are you in the university yet? Yes. Yeah, um, it spikes quite bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working my way through it, and every it's time like, I go the... into a room, I'm like, oh my God, but it soon <laughs> becomes clear. It's not... Now tell me if you agree with this. It's not the solution that's hard. It's getting the colours right that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's very you kind of good. know the solution, but you think, you start questioning, have I got the solution right? But then you have to think, there's two things to think of here. Have I got the solution right? Have I got the colours right? Yeah. yeah. And that's when it really starts to play with your mind. And it's, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the very last level, I got the solution right, and I couldn't finish it. I was like, fuck sake. <laughs> so I went on YouTube, and I got one colour wrong, and that's why I couldn't finish the level. And then I finished it straight away, obviously. Yeah. But, I don't know whether I would have thought to change, to do what I saw on YouTube because it felt like it went against everything the game had taught me up to that point. Mm. Well, so I, I sent you a screenshot at one point. That was the last level. Yeah, yeah. Where and I was I stuck. Yeah. And what I was trying to do, what yeah. I thought I needed to do, was put the brick, the crate, on the switch mm-hmm. and then turn... <laughs> the balloons of the crate on so that it would come off the switch yeah. which would cut off the laser and I could mm-hmm. go through the door and I couldn't get the, I couldn't get it there and I thought and then I was like oh my god I don't need to put that crate on there I just put the blue crate on there and then turn the blue yeah. colour off and the crate would just disappear yeah. job's done I was yeah. like oh I was on there for like 10 minutes trying to get this crate to the place it wasn't happening because you couldn't it's- do it it's full of eureka moments. Mm. And not huge eureka moments, but like moments where like, ah. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Not really yeah. eureka, just like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's a, it, I mean, you don't want to go, out to go overboard and say, oh, it's amazing. Mm. But it's a very, very good video game. Yeah, it's a nice uh, little game. Yeah. Um, two games it reminded me of straight off the bat. And the first one was Flower. I think that was because of the little music piano chinks. Mm. Here and there, when you got stuff right, just, just the the audio and the second, the first one was um, I don't know if it, oh god, what did I say? It reminded me of there. I can't think off the top of my head. 
I'm going to say limbo. It's partially limbo because obviously the um, aesthetic, the visuals. But I don't know if, it, if God, what was it? I don't know if it was Portal. I said to someone the the way they've done the colours and stuff. I can't remember. It'll come to me. But um, yeah, it's me of limbo because the black and white start obviously before you start introducing colour, and he's yeah. got big white eyes. He's a little boy and he's running along. But the way he dies mm-hmm. too, he was just. Slight, oh yeah, move. Just very like, uh, limp. Dead. <laughs> yeah, very limp, wasn't he? When he um, yeah, when he gets hit when, when he died. Yeah, it was that was bad. Mm. <laughs> I'm just gonna find what I wrote now. I'm just trying to look for my review on the forum. Mm-hmm. Um, of um, Hugh. Yeah, I didn't have a bigger review than that. <laughs> Two lines. Hugh is good. Yeah. <laughs> I did write. I did write a bigger review than that. Thomas was alone. There it is. That's in a second oh, comment I made. Yeah, I love Thomas was alone. It reminded me of Thomas was alone. Do you get what? See straight away. Do you get why I've mentioned that game now? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. See now it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you seen um, the Mario reviews come in? No, I heard that Pimitsu gave it thirty nine out of forty, and Edge gave it ten out of ten, but. I'm not rocking Mario. I couldn't give a shit what Edge give any game. <laughs> really, I don't, I don't care what they give. They could give Gran Turismo 10 out of 10. They could give every song a total 10 out of 10. It wouldn't mean nothing to me. But what about Fatsumo? But I don't know what... I really don't understand that site. Is it Japanese? Yeah, it's a Japanese magazine. I think it's four reviewers and they give a score, score out of 10. Yeah. It got 10, 10, 9, 10. I'll be honest with you, I've seen lots of people in the past say, oh my God, this game scored 37 out of 40 on Famitsu, and I'm like, it means nothing to me. <laughs> and that's that's been even some Sony titles, because obviously I'm, I edge towards Sony more than anybody else. Mm. But even then, it's meant nothing to me, because I just, I don't know them. Uh, to be fair, reviews-wise, I don't agree with him all the time. Jim Sterling, he's stopped doing reviews now. But I like his reviews more than anyone else. Even whenever I dis- disagreed with a score, he's give a game. I've read his review and I thought, you know what? I can't really argue with him on some of them points. If there's certain parts of the game he didn't enjoy were detrimental to his overall opinion of the game, it's understandable. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with Fatsumu, or however you say it, it's um they're just held to the 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 Bible of gaming. Do you know what I mean? It's like their opinion matters. And it's four opinions. Every game gets reviewed by four people. So if yeah. you've got like a certain reviewer I think you like, then you've perhaps only given them that person's score. But 10, 10, 9, 10, that's high. There's three perfect scores and one almost. I mean, same on subject, Edge. Someone posted all their 10 out of 10 reviews in the past mm-hmm. since they started. And oh, fucking hell. There's some shit in there. No, not shit in there, but it was like, I think there's two or three Zelda games, two or three Mario games, mm-hmm. Halo 1, maybe Halo 3 or 4, um, Little Big Planet. Oh, I remember Little uh, Big Planet getting yeah, 10, I had that magazine. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, but what Little Big Planet was going for at the time, it was in that ter- 10 out of 10 territory, but the for me... The way they the execution didn't warrant it because I felt it was very complex to create decent stuff and the jumping mechanic in the game was, was shit. 
It was floaty. Oh. But I yes. think I think the um I think it warranted its ten, I really do. Yeah. Well no, I'm not gonna disagree with you on that because it's it's an opinion. I would give it like an eight, personally. Um, I thought the story levels were really good for them, mm. but to create anything, you know, like semi-decent, it was a fucking chore. Yeah, I but came... I mean, it, it could, wouldn't be anything other than that. If it was too easy to get, it wouldn't. No, yeah, I get that, but the way you had to glue and, and put something there for that to stick to that, oh, God. Oh, I think they did it a could fantastic have... job. No, I'm not knocking that. Yeah, they yeah. did do a brilliant job, but I think it was, it was a very hard, in my opinion, to create anything decent, it was very hard. And the way the game looked, you would pick that up and think, a kid could do this. <laughs> they just couldn't. You know, like yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, had kids that get of... Minecraft because they get to play it a lot, but with Little Big Planet, they could have, kids could have got it eventually, but it would have took a fucking long time mm. to understand that system and its mechanics. Yeah. Um, there was some of us in there. Gran Turismo, couldn't, have, couldn't disagree with the original Gran Turismo, which got 10 out of 10, in my opinion, obviously. It set the bar, mm. and it, it has kind of like um, manipulated, not manipulated, but um, formed the way the racing genre has progressed since then. Mm. It's not the it's not the leader anymore, but it has. Everybody, you know, nobody can say they didn't look back at that, and it hasn't influenced them in some way. Yeah, um, I think Metal Gear Solid was in there. I'm not going to argue with that. Mario sixty four, never arguing with that. Um, yeah. I think there's two or three large Zelda games in there, but one of the lads on CVG, who's a mega Zelda fan, said Ocarina of Time um, was a good game, but the one that came out on the Wii? Yeah. What's that called? Uh, Skyward Sword? Yeah. He says, no way. No that, way. Did that get a 10? I think he did. I think he says, no way. Is that a 10 out of 10 game? That's... Is it Wind Waker? Yes. Yes. Skyward Sword, never. Um, I'd never finished Skyward Sword, I know. That's the there's only... a few of us in there and like I, I just said out of that list personally I think I think there's 12 games I said out of that list personally in my opinion out of the ones I've played this is maybe 3 or 4 at a push mm. I mean it's sh- in my opinion when you look at a list like that and Red Dead Redemption isn't in there then you start to think well each each reviewer's opinion is different but how can stuff like like you say Skyward Sword um, Metal Gear Solid be in there and then not Red Dead Redemption on the PS3, Xbox 360. That is genre-defining. Yeah, it was a big game. And a very, very good game. Yes. You finished that, didn't you? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while, but I went back to it and like when the new one comes out. I mean, my Mac, this is how I'll tell you. No. <laughs> Everyone thinks GTA is big, GTA is big right? <laughs> and I sound. Mm. But I work with a lad called uh, my mate, and then he only plays boxing games. No, obviously, there hasn't been a boxing game for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, he must be quite bored. And um, I tagged him the other day. I'm not on Facebook anymore, by the way, mate. But I tagged him in a Facebook post and said to him about two weeks ago, new Red Dead Redemption trailer's out. And the next day I come to work, because I know he likes Red Dead Redemption. And he said, oh, fuck, you're joking. It's been delayed till March or April, whenever it is. I was like, yeah. And he says, fuck. He says, I'm absolutely gutted. I says, I know you like the original. But he said, mate, like it. He says that was the best game ever made, and he only played Fight Night. That's the <laughs> only game. He's a massive boxing fan. He's a good boxer. That's the only game he ever played. So the way I look at it is, if is that game about cowboys can tear this lad away from a fighting game, a boxing game, and then he say this is the best game ever, and he loves boxing. I mean, he loves. 
You can talk to him about boxing. He'll tell you about any fight in the history of boxing. Mm. That's how much he knows about boxing. And he's going on a bit red dead. Oh, yeah, the hunting, the pelts. We're doing this, we're doing that. And he said, is the new game going to have the sun in? And he was naming all the characters. I was like, I, I couldn't tell you the characters' names. <laughs> what about... And I thought to myself, that is pop culture. That is what... That that game has given that bloke meaning to an extent. Yeah. I think he needs to play some more games, though, to be fair. Just no, he's not, a, he's, not a gamer. He, no, he's not a gamer like that. He, what he does is... He'll come out. He's got kids. And when he gets some free time, he likes to play the boxing games. That's it. He just likes to... He's not a fighter, as in yeah. real life. But he loves boxing. You know what I mean? So yeah. he likes the boxing games because he's good. He hasn't been a fight night game for ages. But he said Red Dead, when he first saw it, he was like, mm, and then he played and he knew he was on about the maps. And he was saying, telling me that he still hasn't solved you know, the treasure maps. He hasn't solved them all still now. <laughs> and I was saying, I've done it. He's, and he refuses to use any guides. Yeah. Fair play, though, not using any guides. If that's all you've got to do, yeah. using the guides is pointless because you may as well figure it out yourself yeah amazing really but I love that when you bump into someone and talk to you and they're they're so passionate about something like one Mm. item like that yeah it's nice because he's not a gamer really well he is it's just very niche his interest yes yeah you know what I mean like I don't mean to say like a a snob but like gamers like me and you Mm. he's not that type of gamer it's like those guys that just play FIFA or just play COD he just plays Fight night, where he is. It's like people at work know me as a gay man. They go, oh, he's, he's a nerd. But in a nice way, they call me a nerd, not nasty. Yeah. But then they'll say, oh, you're not the last for Need for Speed. And I'm like, no, never played it. What? I thought you played games. Yeah. You didn't play the last for Need for Speed? No. <laughs> um, I'm playing this game about colours called Hugh. What? <laughs> <laughs> and they just don't get it. You know, like, why is he playing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hilarious. You try explaining them. <laughs> He's playing, then he's playing against um, a corrupted AI in Portal 2. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They just yeah. don't want to know. Oh, Portal 2 is so good. I want to replay yeah. those. So oh, did you, did you hear that? We should put this in the news section about Gabe Newell. No. He's the, I think he's the 97th richest man in America now. Seriously? Yeah, 55 billion he's worth. Bloody hell. Billion. I thought he was going to say something like 800 million. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it's his assets and his company. It's but, form, but they're not they're not shareholders, and they Valve. I think it's private, isn't it? Yeah, it's still an he's still an indie. Yeah, independent developer. I just thought, holy shit, 55 billion. But no wonder I put it in the CVG. I put no wonder he's not making Half Life Three or Portal Three or Left for Dead Three. He's roll. He's literally probably. bathing in money. He's probably his fire's probably lit with money. <laughs> he's probably like throwing ten dollar notes in the uh, hundred dollar bills. Or dollar, yeah, hundred dollar bills in the fire. You know, when Mayweather's throwing money at um, <laughs> McGregor in the pre-fight um, shows, I bet it. Gabe Newell could have come on and just like threw me thousands. <laughs> Crushed him with it. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. 55 billion. I was shocked at that number. But that's, that's from Steam, isn't it? Because he owns yes. Steam. Valve's Steam. Well, he, he owns Steam, doesn't he? It's yeah. his baby. It's his thing. And what's interesting about that, obviously, I don't know if you're putting this in the potties, the fact that they offer refunds. <laughs> Do they? 
Yeah, yeah. If you don't like something, then you because they track everything down the Steam. Oh yeah, so if you play, yeah. If you play less than seven hours, they will. You can still get refunds. That's that's stuff. really good. Yeah. That's what Xbox is trying to do at the moment, Microsoft with the, the refunds and that. So I only need to get on that. Hmm. You do. So it is. I think it, it would encourage more spending. Yes. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it when I read it. $55 billion. $55 billion. Mm-hmm. Right, should we close on that note? Yeah. We have gone along, but it's been good. Yeah, probably a bit of light. Yeah, I don't know if I will. There's a lot of chat there, it's good. Well, I'll leave it in there. Yeah, we had good topics to talk about. Loot crates yeah. got us all riled up, and oh, visual games. I wish they hadn't done that. Sad to see a great studio go on. You just, you just want to thank them because mm. for me, that Dead Space was it was genre defining. It was absolutely immense, and I, I would happily pay like twenty twenty five pounds for a remaster of Dead Space One on oh, the PS Four now. So good. Yep. What was the ship called? The Ichinawa or something? No, the. Um, you know? I had it in my head, and then you said that and it's gone. <laughs> the Nostromano. No, Nostromano. it wasn't that, was it? Right, I'm Googling it right now. Google it. I'm sure it's begun with an I. Began with an I. Ishimura. Ishimura. Is that what we're thinking, Ishimura? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Because you return to it in Dead Space 2, don't you? The derelict ship. Ishimura, yep. So good. Yeah. What's the Nostrum? That's actually um, Alien, isn't it? The Nostrum? I don't know. Not yeah, that, um, not that into Alien. I don't want to go on about it, but it's, it's a sad day. Another great dev gone. It is really good. Anyone who hasn't played that and still got a PlayStation 3 or Three. an Xbox 360 knocking around. Or PlayStation 8 might be on there. I'm not sure. But if it is on there, get on it. Yeah, it might be on PlayStation now. You will shit your pants. I yeah, don't care how big a man you are. Yeah. That game will make you shit your pants. If you go and hide them in the shed like you know, the visit. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So good. Yeah, but yeah. Play that if you haven't, and thank you to uh, Visceral Games. Games. Gutted. Anyway, ending on a bum note now. (laughs) (laughs) But we are ending because you've gone very long. Uh, Thank you for listening. This has been the We Think Wear podcast. Uh, We're both on Twitter at Anthony Hulse. That's me. That's H U L S E Hulse. And Dave is at Dave Holmes82. The podcast has a Twitter at We Don't Go Out. We Don't Go Out is the name of the uh, website. Uh, Instagram and uh, yeah rate and subscribe if you can if you're on iTunes that'd be fantastic and uh, we'll catch you next time oh I want to get a South Park game